Ben Shapiro versus Bill Maher. Mr. Reagan. I should start out by saying I detest Bill Maher. In that sense, everything I'm going to say here is extremely biased. But, but, I believe accurate. Probably a lot of my subscribers are Bill Maher fans, and like, I don't mean to put you guys off, but I'm not going to lie to you. Sorry, that's just what I think. Uh, we've been coy about our affiliation. Like, I never really wanted to say I was a Democrat. I always voted Democratic, but they disappointed me a lot. You know, you've been coy about it. You were a Republican, you're a conservative. Sure. I think right now, I'm a Democrat. I was actually going to do a video on this, and I think I still will. I agree with Bill Maher here. He absolutely is a Democrat. He says he's had issues with the party. He's only had issues with the party because they weren't far left enough. Conservatives and Bill Maher agree on two things fundamentally. Freedom of speech and Islam. That's it. But Bill Maher's criticism of Islam and conservative criticism of Islam have two fundamentally different foundations. Bill Maher's criticism of Islam comes from a deeply held opposition to religion generally. Specifically Christianity. Bill Maher appears to hate Christianity. They fear a demon in a red bodysuit with a pitchfork. They fear not getting picked when their imaginary friend comes back for the rapture. See, that's religion. Ego. Masquerading as humility. Bill Maher is rationally critical of Islam. There's a lot to be critical about. He is irrationally critical of Christianity. His criticisms of Christianity have such a strong bias I would actually classify it as a form of bigotry. Nevertheless, I actually agree with him on this point. Despite the fact that he doesn't agree with every single thing that every other Democrat agrees with, he's taking a stand and calling himself a Democrat. I think on the right, we should have that same integrity. We're not all going to agree on every conservative idea ever, but we all share some fundamental political ideas that, that have drawn us together. And we need to just call ourselves Republicans. You need to set an example for everybody. You need to show people what a Republican is. If you state your positions with confidence and clarity and call yourself a Republican, people will feel compelled to respect you. And that's, and that's important. I think that's important. Bill Maher is right. We have a two-party system. So have some political conviction. Stand up for what you believe and redefine Republican if you don't agree with Republicans. All the Republicans are now backing Trump. If you're a conservative, aren't you really team Trump? So what I've called myself is sometimes Trump. Okay, they're, they're, people have said there's never Trump and then there's always Trump. Sometimes Trump meaning that when he does something that I like, I cheer. And when he does something that I hate, which happens, then I boo. And I'm booing as loudly as you are when he does something that's really bad. But listen... You're very upset about the Supreme Court nominee. I am very pleased about the Supreme Court nominee as a conservative, right? He's doing a lot of things that I like in terms of policy. Now, that doesn't mean that I am cheering his character because I think that it is very difficult to cheer Donald Trump's character, nor do I think it's appropriate. You know, I had a very similar evolution as Ben Shapiro. When Trump first announced his candidacy, I thought Trump was something of a leftist. All through the primaries, I actually thought that if Trump was ever elected, he, he would just shift left. And immediately when he became elected, shift left. Then he won the primaries. And a lot of people were sort of cluing me in on this idea that Trump is means what he says. I was definitely 100% on board Team Trump, you know, post-primaries during the actual campaigning against Hillary. Um, but I still had concerns. When he was finally sworn into office, he completely proved me wrong. I mean, he, he has been surprisingly, surprisingly effective as a Republican president. And I, and I freely admit 
that I was wrong. Okay, my 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 expectation of what Trump was going to be like as president was completely off base. And I own that mistake. You know, I, I fully acknowledge it. Ben Shapiro hedges a lot about Trump. You know, he still he kind of accepts a lot of the left wing rhetoric that like Trump is a misogynist and all this kind of stuff. Trump is disgusting. The reality is Ben Shapiro defends Trump like 87 percent of the time. So, you know, so this claim that like, you know, I call out I call Trump out on a lot of stuff. I call Trump out on a lot of stuff. It's like fine, you know, I mean, he does want to present some, some appearance of impartiality or objectivity. And that's good. I mean, that's a good thing to do. But I don't like that he kind of consistently says things like, I didn't think that Trump was going to be as good of a president as he is, but he's still a bit of a jerk. So I was kind of right. It's like, just stop saying stuff like that. You know, just stop saying, you know, I don't really like Trump, even though I support him. Like, just support him, right? Just support him. You know, you don't have to qualify your support every single time. That said, I still love Ben Shapiro, so. See, I don't even know what the Republican beliefs are. I mean, you're a young guy, but you certainly remember two years back when their beliefs were completely the opposite of what they are now. Well, which they ones? were for which ones? free trade. They were gi- I agree with you. I giant agree. deficit hawks. Yep. The Tea Party was all yep. about we're going to solve the deficit. Yep. But they didn't, did they? Well, the Democrats ain't going to do it either, so... I know, but they didn't say they were. Right. What, what, what about Russia? They used to be the enemy. What about free trade? I mean, how do you turn on a dime so quickly in a couple of years? Well, I mean, obviously, it's been very frustrating to me to watch so many Republicans do exactly that. I've been incredibly critical of Republicans who have suddenly become fans of Vladimir Putin or have suddenly become fans of, of tariffs. I, I think all of that is idiocy. But, again, I think that with regard to judges, with regard to taxes, with regard to uh, Middle Eastern policy, particularly Iran and Israel, I'm much more of a fan of President Trump than I certainly would have been of of Hillary Clinton or or Barack Obama. Bill Maher is characterizing the conservative perspective completely disingenuously. We haven't stopped caring about the deficit and the debt. We're just choosing our battles, right? There are other things that are more important to conservatives than the debt and the deficit. When conservatives are winning, we focus on the things that we we haven't been able to win on before. Everybody's concerned about the deficit. Everybody's concerned about the national debt, right? It's much rarer that conservatives can win on a lot of social issues. For instance, we haven't had control of the judiciary for a long time. So this is fantastic, right? We can focus on a lot of like laws and social issues, interpretations of the Constitution, you know, hopefully we can move that stuff forward. Not that the, the public has any real say in what happens with the uh, with the Supreme Court, really. But, you know, but there are ways to get cases in front of the Supreme Court and stuff like that, which we'd like to focus on. There's a broad range of issues that conservatives are interested in. And right now, because we have so much power in America in terms of our government, right now is the time for Republicans to push issues that might not, that they might not be effective in pushing in other years. So, you know, you can talk about the deficit, you can talk about the debt anytime, really. But when conservatives are winning, that's the time that we push issues that, that are a little bit more difficult in, in other political climates. So it's not, it's not that we changed our tune. It's not that we turned on a dime. It's that we just shifted our focus temporarily. I mean, he does raise a good point in that maybe we should be focused more on that. Maybe we should be. But his characterization of conservatives here is incredibly deceiving. We're not changing our view. We're just changing our focus. Okay, so you would not vote for a Democrat under any circumstance or some circumstance? I mean, I would say some circumstance, but the Democratic Party would have to stop being insane. Present a face that doesn't look like people shouting down people at gas stations or entering restaurants and trying to throw them out. Okay, well, if you're talking about the civility thing, why don't we start with the Republicans stop saying, lock her up. You don't think that's a worse 
abridgment of civility? Lock her up? Seriously? That's, that's his idea of incivility? <laughs> Has he ever watched his own show? He is the least civil political commentator I have ever seen in my life. In a way, I agree with him. I like dignity. I like integrity. This is why I don't like Bill Maher. But lock her up isn't, I mean, is, is like nothing. I mean, that's like completely insignificant. I mean, I, I criticized Eric Weinstein for the same thing. He got, he was like all outraged about the term libtard. These are insignificant incivilities. And I actually think there's value in lock her up, okay? For two reasons. One, some people really do think that she needs to be locked up. There is no lack of civility in expressing something that you genuinely believe. The fact that people do it as a chant, I think that's his problem, is people sort of chant lock her up, as opposed to just, like, expressing it as an idea. But that's the whole point of a political rally. Look, Bill Maher, politics are fun, okay? And some of the fun is to be hyperbolic. Some of the fun is, you know, to shout and to scream and to have this sort of cathartic experience. It's a heck of a lot better than what Antifa does. It's a heck of a lot better than what Black Lives Matter does. And it's a lot softer rhetoric than what you use. I don't remember any prominent conservative ever going up to a podium anywhere and saying, F*** Obama. I don't remember that ever happening, ever. I'm going to say one thing. F*** Trump. It's no longer down with Trump. It's F*** Trump. So this whole lack of civility thing, you know, on the, on the conservative side, you know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. You're creating a narrative which is absurd. Lock her up is the... <laughs> and look how, look how angry Bill Maher gets here. Why don't we start with the Republicans stop saying lock her up. It's, it's like weird. It's like he's got an emotional response to this. I mean, the things that conservatives do that are forcing the veins on Bill Maher's neck to pop out here are nothing compared to the incivility on the left. And they're unbelievably tame compared to Bill Maher's own rhetoric. I don't think Bill Maher actually believes what he's saying here is true. I think he's just trying to be loyal to his side, which is fine, whatever. Ben, you can't walk into a room and see an elephant and a mouse and not know which one is bigger. In this moment, Bill Maher destroys his own argument. But it's not an elephant and a mouse, it's two but elephants. But it is, really? Yes. P threatening to lock up I had, journalists I, I needed is... 600 officers to protect me at Berkeley. Yes, it's an elephant and an elephant. Ben is wrong. I don't know why he keeps saying it's an elephant and an elephant. It isn't an elephant and an elephant. Bill Maher's right. It's an elephant and a mouse. But he's got backwards which side's incivility is the elephant and which side's incivility is the mouse. Despite the fact that the elephant is the symbol of the Republican Party, in this case, the incivility on the left is the elephant and the incivility on the right is the mouse, okay? Threatening to lock up had, journalists. I, I How many reporters have been locked up under the Trump administration for, for criticism of Donald Trump? Let me think about that. Let me think. What is it? What's the number? It's it's like, it's like um, five, two, five, six, seven. Oh yeah, zero. That's right, zero. Leftists, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. These groups will physically attack conservatives. Right? They'll physically attack people consistently. Not like in, in like some rare circumstance. Consistently, physically attacks people. There is a difference between uncivil rhetoric and physical attacks. There is a difference between going on YouTube and writing libtard and like demanding that somebody leave a restaurant, right? The elephant mouse analogy here is a great one and it's completely accurate. Bill Maher's just got it backwards. 
And I don't I don't know why I don't know why Ben isn't fighting back more. It, it's to me this is really uncool. I don't know I don't know why he's saying it's an elephant and an elephant. I don't know why Ben Shapiro thinks right wing people are so are so in, uncivil. I, I don't know what he's talking about. He must be looking at a different conservative American than I am because sure there are some uncivil you know right wing people, but they're complete whatever. It seems like his only thoughts to me are to work with Vladimir Putin to make Russia great again. People who smoke too much weed are notoriously prone to believing conspiracy theories. I think this may be what's happening here. He's been a lot harsher on Putin than Obama was, by the way. Harsher on Putin? You got he, not in terms of his rhetoric, in terms of his actions. He has, armed, he has armed the people of Ukraine with deadly weaponry, which Obama would not do. 200 Russian soldiers were killed in Syria by U.S. forces under Donald Trump, not under Barack yeah, Obama. That, it was Barack Obama who was saying to Dmitry Medvedev that he wanted to provide him with flexibility in 2012. It, Crimea was annexed under Barack Obama. Wow. You have to go a long way to make that argument. It's easy to miss the profundity of Ben Shapiro's refutation of Bill Maher's Trump-Putin accusation here, but I think it should be recognized as truly phenomenal. Rock-solid rebuttal, Ben Shapiro. Bill Maher's retort here is actually quite clever. He says, you've got to go a long way to make that argument. You have to go a long way to make that argument. Now, Ben Shapiro speaks very quickly. And so Bill Maher is, is characterizing what Ben Shapiro just said as, as a sort of convoluted network of logic that winds around to the conclusion that he wants to draw. But that's not what Ben Shapiro did. Ben Shapiro simply presented several concrete samples of evidence to support one simple truth. Trump is tougher on Putin than Obama. Okay, so you've got, you've got the truth here. Trump is tougher on Putin than Obama. And then you've got supporting evidence, supporting evidence, supporting evidence, supporting evidence, supporting evidence. Supporting evidence that directly, that directly support that one point, okay? Independent of each other. Because he speaks so quickly, Bill Maher suggests that it's, suggests that it's a, a far-reaching conclusion based on convoluted logic, which, it, which at first glance could appear to be the case, right, if you're not paying close attention to, to Ben Shapiro. But, that, but that's absolutely false. And actually, you know, it's actually, it's actually possible that Bill Maher genuinely believed that what Ben Shapiro was saying was this convoluted string of logic that drew this far-reaching conclusion. He might have thought that because it's, Ben Shapiro is like many levels of magnitude more intelligent than Bill Maher. So it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities that Bill Maher just spaced out or didn't quite follow what Ben Shapiro was saying. And then his like knee-jerk response was, yeah, uh, you know, you got to go a long way to make that argument. <laughs> so but I, I, that may actually be what happened. I mean, I, you know, Bill Maher may just not have been able to follow what Ben Shapiro was saying. You know, if that's the case, the retort wasn't actually as smart as I thought it was. Why so many lies about so many meetings with so many Russians, so many attempts to have back-channel sources? I have a question. To get do to do, the, do what, you actually think that Donald Trump colluded yes. with Vladimir Putin? Yes. Do you... You don't? How can you not? How can you not? Okay, so... I do not, because I watched that campaign. I don't think that Donald Trump could collude with his own left foot. Well, I don't think he did it, but his, you know, his son did it. His, his, the people who are, who Mueller... Ben Shapiro's response to this is, to be honest, stupid. Trump is too dumb to collude. I mean, I don't think even Shapiro really believes that. I, I think he's trying to be funny, but he ends up kind of evading the, the issue, uh, which is, which is really uncharacteristically capricious of, of Ben Shapiro. Let me give you the proper response to this. But before that, let's play some of Bill Maher's supporting arguments. Out of but why stuff. have there been 19 indictments and six uh, convictions so far in the Mueller inquiry? If you investigate people extremely closely, you will inevitably find something you can charge them with. 
This is why police, prosecutors, and judges have so much discretion. There's a book about this called Three Felonies a Day. The blurb from Amazon sums up this book as, The average professional in this country wakes up in the morning, goes to work, comes home, eats dinner, and then goes to sleep, unaware that he or she has likely committed several federal crimes that day. Why? The answer lies in the very nature of modern federal criminal laws, which have exploded in number, but also become impossibly broad and vague. In three felonies a day, Harvey A. Silverglate reveals how federal criminal laws have become dangerously disconnected from the English common law. So the idea here is that there are so many laws now, and they're so broad in definition, that people will often break laws, not even knowing they're breaking laws, often with good intentions. So yeah, if you investigate anybody closely enough, you will find something to charge them with. With the level of scrutiny that the Trump people have endured, it's actually amazing how few charges have been filed. And the fact that there's absolutely zero evidence of Russian collusion says a lot. And that is the proper response to Bill Maher's accusation, not Trump's too stupid to collude. That's just, it's a silly, I don't know why he, how he says that, so stupid. Is he a doofus or is he an evil genius? You gotta pick one. Okay. Uh, actually, you don't. You don't have to pick one. Really? Uh, look, I'm, I'm not saying he's like Hitler. But Hi <laughs> I am not. Here is I, very... I, but Hitler was crazy, and he was a genius at what he did, which was lie and manipulate people. So you can be both. Okay, so now this is actually a pretty good point of Shapiro's. Look, I mean, the left, especially Bill Maher, often like to characterize Trump as a doofus. They also like to characterize Trump as an evil genius. And it really doesn't make sense that you're both, right? You're either one or the other. You can't be both stupid and brilliant, all right? So you're either a doofus or you're an evil genius. You're one or the other. You can't be both. Ben Shapiro's absolutely right here. Now, Bill Maher tries to actually win this argument by saying, by using Hitler as an example, right? He says Hitler was both crazy and an evil genius. Now, Bill Maher has slyly employed a logical fallacy here, a rhetorical trick. So Shapiro says, you can't be both a doofus and a genius. And Maher responds, yes, you can. You can be both crazy and a genius. So he substituted doofus with crazy. And I don't think anybody would argue you could be crazy and a genius, right? Lots of geniuses are kind of crazy. But nobody thinks you can be stupid and be smart at the same time because it's, it's opposite, right? It's an opposite thing. It's like you can be hot and cold. Blue can be red. On can be off. Day can be night. Light can be dark. Now, I'd like to be all smart and tell you what this logical fallacy is, but I'm not actually sure. I think it's either false equivalency or moving the goalpost. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. If you know what it is or you can figure it out, please put a comment in the description. I actually love that kind of stuff. So I would also like to add that I don't think Hitler was insane. I think he was a genius and he was evil. You know, like your quintessential supervillain. I feel like Bill Maher has kind of gone off the rails here. Now, to, to Bill Maher's credit, he invited Ben Shapiro onto his show. And Ben Shapiro has pretty much decimated anyone he's ever debated ever. You know, Bill Maher gives Ben Shapiro credit for going on his show, but I give Bill Maher credit for going up against Ben Shapiro. That's, that's got to be terrifying. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why Ben Shapiro was so soft on Maher here. It's possible because, you know, their fan bases overlap and he didn't want to, you know, he wanted to play nice. It's also possible Ben Shapiro didn't get the questions that he was going to be ask ahead of time or didn't think it was important for him to study those. There is this sense amongst dark web intellectuals today that we need to stop cutting each other and start, you know, trying to have like respectful dialogue. And, and I actually agree with that a lot. I do think respectful dialogue is the way to go. However, 
you can't just allow somebody to get away with saying things that are are untrue and just like be nice about it, right? You've got to you've got to contradict them. You've got to say, "Well, that's wrong." Now, again, you could be respectful and say you're wrong. You can be respectful and say, you know, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Like, I mean, there, is, there, there are respectful ways of speaking to people and disagreeing with them at the same time. Now, I think Ben Shapiro did a pretty good job here, but I do think he was, he was really soft on Bill Maher. You know, whatever the case, hopefully I was able to cut a little sharper here in this video. I don't, I don't know if you prefer Ben Shapiro's strategy or mine, but I did think I should throw my perspective into it. Well, that's it for me. If you like this episode, hit the like button. If you want to see more stuff like this, please subscribe. If you want me to grow my channel, I set up a Patreon at the bottom of the page. I'd like to be able to do this full time. Currently, I, you know, I have a regular job. I can't do this as often as I'd like. All right. Good night. Millions of our people all across our great country will on this 4th of July weekend join together in thinking about freedom and the men and women who sacrificed to make it our inheritance. And I've always liked George Orwell's blunt and unadorned statement. He said freedom is the right to say no. There's something kind of happily rebellious about that definition.